Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Good morning, this is Paula Granquist, and you're tuned in to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Thanks so much for tuning in to the show as we celebrate all things creating and stories. And of course, we're going to tune our imaginations together. I hope we inspire you to go out and see a show or start your own art project. I'm thinking today about newspapers, and I wonder how many of you listening remember the days of knowing your newspaper delivery person. Each week when I grew up, our carrier came to the door to collect for the newspaper. My parents wrote a check, or sometimes they scrambled around the house for cash, and then we got this little perforated ticket that he tore off of that paperboy long notebook. I don't know if any of you remember them. They were like little coupons that said that you had paid for your week of newspaper. And, of course, there were always conversations about the weather, the neighborhood, and our families. The news business was personal then, and uh, to this day, I still remember our newspaper carrier, and he is now living in Northfield, but I won't tell you who he is. You'll have to come and ask me who that is, but it's a good story. So each day, the paper boy rode up and down the street, flinging the newspaper onto the each, each subscriber's driveway. It's something some of the younger generation might have seen in a movie. It, it really happened. And there was something about knowing that the whole world was waking up to the happenings of the past day and the stories that would shape the coming day. There was a rhythm to the world that connected us all. And the newspaper was that essential understanding of the world. And I've really been thinking about that delivery because I feel like we might be one of the few in my neighborhood that still receive a physical paper, not every day, but for the weekend. And it seems like it maybe is time to consider the digital delivery. And I've resisted this idea until I realized that with digital subscriptions, I can subscribe to papers from my hometown or or across the country, anywhere. So I'm thinking I might might convert. Maybe not all my newspapers. I like the feel of opening up the newspaper and reading stories. And, you know, I really do think that it matters that we stay informed and connect with those newspapers and support the newspapers. So I say, go newspapers. And, of course, local radio, too, is another great source of information, and I love supporting them. So thank you, KYMN. It's really important to be a part of your local community and to be connected. So let's keep sharing our stories. And I hope that these art stories, these local stories that we feature on Arts Any Radio, help you to feel a part of this community. So let's talk about the news from our folks from Newsies Junior today in the Arts Any Radio studio. I welcome Rachel Hyder, who is here again. She's I'll, I'll pop on your mic and you can say good morning. <laughs> She's going to be a part of our show. we got a big crew. Hello, Paula. Thank you for having us. Oh, you're welcome. And we also have four students from Newsy. So this is a big crew in here. We're going to try and get everybody to have their turn at, at talking and sharing. So I'll get to introductions in just a minute. Um, but Purple Door Youth Theater is putting on Newsies Junior, which is inspired by the rousing true story of newsboys in turn-of-the-century New York City. Newsies Jr. is a timeless story full of spirit and heart. It opens at the Northfield Arts Guild Theater on Friday, January 6th, and runs for two weekends. And you should get your tickets now. So northfieldartsguild.org is where you can find that information. So we'll go ahead and go, we'll go through a little more of the show in a minute. But it is... My pleasure to welcome all the students. I'll have each of you introduce yourselves. We've got a, a big cast and crew. We've got 
Isaac, Kira, and Kyra. I said that wrong. I apologize. Julian and Willow. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourselves. We'll, we'll start with Isaac and have him tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about uh, your connection to Purple Door Youth Theater, if you have any, any stories to share, and if anything you want to share about your world offstage. Yeah. Um, hi, I'm Isaac. Um, I've been on the show a couple times. That's true. You <laughs> um, are getting to be a regular. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is my, I'm a senior, so this is my, my last Purple Door show. You are a senior. I How am. did that happen? It, it <laughs> snuck up on me. Um, but yeah, this show really means a lot to me, not only it being my last show, but um, um, I mean, it's this this program is really been a really big part of of uh growing up in northfield uh for me and like it's, it's a lot of the people in the show i've just i've been in shows many shows um and it's really a big family and this show is a, really about family and friends and um, working together and making dreams come true and um yeah it's it it's a really it's You're a feeling a little nostalgic yeah <laughs> i am um how many shows for purple door have you been in um i've I'm trying to th- this is my this is my third pr- fourth fourth purple door okay. show um I, I it turns out that i've been in every purple door musical uh, didn't know that was a thing <laughs> until now. Um, but yeah, Les Mis, Matilda, and now Newsies. And then It's Wonderful Life last year. Fabulous. Um, and th- yeah, this this show was really fun um, when I first heard about it because I actually first watched the movie adaptation um, with our musical director on a, a choir uh, retreat in a coach bus. <laughs> And now she's directing me in the musical, which is really fun. That sounds like a perfect uh, choir bus movie to watch. (laughs) Well, welcome again to Arts Annie Radio. I'm thrilled to have you. Thank you. And now I go ahead and introduce you to Jillian. Tell us a little more about you. Uh, Hello, I'm Julian. I'm also a senior, and I feel much the same way about it that Isaac does. It came very fast. Uh, And... I'm in. I'm just like, what happened? Yeah. I, <laughs> I'm not as tall as he is, but I'm working on it. Um, and I think this is my s- fifth or sixth Purple Door show. I have been with it since. I just recently learned that Alice at Wonderland was the first one. I did not know for ages, and now I'm very pleased to have been part of it. Yeah, and, I didn't realize either yeah. that that was the very first one. Right? I'm, I'm, my son did that one. I was seven. <laughs> and my parents were like, do you want to do a play? And I was like, yeah! And look what it ignited. I got stuck. <laughs> um, Once you join, you never leave. <laughs> and, yeah, exactly. And just, it, theater became such a uh, an essential way for me to connect to not only the community, but just to, to friends generally. Um, because if I'm not uh, forced to see people on a daily basis, I don't really do it. And so having theater, being able to be around other uh, theater kids, people who sing and who dance and yell, and um, it, it makes me so happy. It feeds my soul. And uh, like I love school, but theater is just a completely <laughs> different environment. And um, 
it's incredible to still be a part of it. And I hope I can keep it forever and ever. Uh, even though I, this is also going to be my last um, Purple Door show. And I'm thrilled to be doing Newsies for that because I, um, like Isaac, I didn't watch the movie with the choir director, yeah. uh, <laughs> but I watched it on my couch by myself. And uh, I thought Christian Bale was pretty good in it. And then listened to the, the musical later and loved it. And the second I heard that they were doing Newsies Jr., I jumped on it. I was so excited. I'm still so excited. You can feel that. This is there's some energy here. I for this. adore this show. <laughs> can't wait, can't wait. Mm-hmm. And let's keep going. Kyra, I'm sorry I said your name it's wrong. Okay. And I said your name wrong too. I'm like that's just my thing, I guess. I Come just on can't now. get names right. <laughs> so I am Kyra and oh man, I think I have been in about I think five of um these shows and they have all of them have been so amazing and I am not a senior this won't be my last show (laughs) but it's coming close you know I'm a freshman and now like actually thinking about it seeing I've been with these two for a very long time Mm -hmm. Um, too long long. (laughs) Um, seeing this it's like I'm actually really thinking about like three years that will be over and it's like truly like I get goosebumps just thinking about that because I started things at the guild when i was like nine years old you know and it's just truly also amazing because i've grown so much and i've learned so much as well but it's just truly spectacular what theater can do for someone you know like oh theater kids are like in my opinion kind of being biased but like (laughs) are the best you know they accept (laughs) they're they always cheer you know they even if it's like at everything (laughs) even if it's like People call it like competitious, like it's like competitive. People like always are there for you and they always support. And I really, really love that. And theaters are the best people, like always do it no matter what. It truly changes people. It's, it's amazing. such a great community and I love hearing the stories. And we've got another edition and I'm so excited because um, Willow has done tech for a lot of years and that is an essential part of this experience. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your experience with Purple Door Youth Theater. Yeah, I'm Willow. Um, this is my second time actually working with Purple Door um, as a technician. Um, I've, I've yet to act, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm very, I'm very contemptuous with my with my position as a technician um i i really i like doing it because um i feel like tech is a part of theater that can easily be kind of glossed over but i like to know uh, i like to know the behind the scenes of what's going on and how things work and um even if it's not um always recognized for the um, greatness that it is, I still love to do it. And I think it's really fun when you can just put all of your ideas out there um, and make a show and just help make it the best that it can be. Mm-hmm. That is such a key part. And that's what's great about this Purple Door youth theater experience is it's an educational experience because it's not like doing... A traditional show. So maybe you want to teach some of our listeners about what makes this experience just slightly different than if you were to audition for another theater production in the community. Julian jumps jumps in. Um, (laughs) I am ready. Uh, My first 
like the first thing that came to mind was when you are in a Purple Door show, um, you are working with, uh, I think the youngest people in our cast are nine years old right now. Oh, that's true, because um, you can audition at yep. that age. And I think I was seven for my first one, and I am now nearly 18, and Isaac is 18. <laughs> and it that immense range of ages and experience levels is such a, uh, like... <laughs> It doesn't get talked about as much, but it's a fascinating part of the like social experience for me because it's not just, you know, audi- auditioning for a show at 17. It's not just like, oh, I'm going to, you know, go bring my like my my previous experiences and any like skill that I've built up. It's also I'm going to bring my theater mentality, my mentoring skills and my passion to like help teach these younger kids and to help get them and keep them engaged in theater and the things that make them happy. And it. I really love doing it, and that was completely different from the the couple of other um, like outside of uh, the nag and uh, like Peter and the Star Catcher doing it with adults or doing it just with uh, close friends because those you're not paying as much attention to um, uh, like setting a good example. <laughs> uh, and, the, and in a Purple Door show, you are thinking a lot about that. I yeah. Um, my first show was Les Mis, which was a big first show. Yeah. Uh, and I, like, I knew I just really wanted to try it. And the first day of rehearsal, I went in and I just sat down next to some random person. And, like, we started talking. And it turns out me, little ensemble, like, poli- Little? I don't think little. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, sat right next to Jean Valjean. <laughs> and and like we were talking and he was helping me out and like i don't like having that ex- like personally having that experience and then being able to give that experience to other people is really impactful and like even like in Mat- matilda uh really like try like f- finding those people and and um and just like talking and like having fun conversations and making connections uh really brings a lot to the whole experience um and like there's some of the little mm. cast like this show there's so much choreography um and dancing and like people flying all over the place <laughs> and so like you're really building a like trust and and like the foundation of like we're gonna do this every night like i got you like y- you don't need to worry like have, being able to build that connection and um it's really powerful and essential to even just like everyday life, like being able to make those connections. Mm-hmm. And anyone else want to comment on the education, what you've learned about theater through Purple Door that maybe you didn't learn in some of your other experiences, Willow or, or Kara? Well, I just think it's really cool, especially with Purple Door, that it's almost all kids. You know, they're all working like, you know, for a normal guild show, you know, the ushers are grown-ups, you know, they're all doing this, but it's actually everything is done by the kids, you know, especially with the techies, you know, they're helping out with costumes, they're, you know, helping with painting. Like, I know some of the cast members as well have, like, done the painting for the set as well, but it's almost all done by the kids. And I think that's so cool, especially at a young age, it might help you know what you want to do in the future or not, you know, but it, I think it's really cool because it's such a big learning of environment for that. Mm-hmm. Right, because it is, uh, you're hands-on. You're, every aspect of the show is a part of this experience. And it shows you what you're capable of. Mm-hmm. 
And Willa, what do, what are your thoughts? Yeah, um, I think it's really fun. One of my favorite parts of being um, on the tech crew is building the set. I think it's super fun, especially um, just when we get to put in our input for what we think the set could look like. And um, just there's a lot of collaboration when it comes to building the sets. And I think it's really fun that all of us put in work to actually build it. Um, we have kids of all ages working on um, like screwing pieces of wood together <laughs> and um, staining staining the wood. Um, and it's it's just a lot of fun and building props and it's it's just a blast. Um, and it's sewing, sewing co- uh, we've sewn bags for the newsies. Um, which was a lot of fun, and we all got to experience that. Um, and I I made the bags dirty because <laughs> the fabric was too nice and clean. And it looked <laughs> we can't have that. No, no, no. Um, so I, I got to do like a little, there were bins of paint mixed with water with different levels and just scrubbing it with a sponge to make it dirty. It was it was fun. It was an interesting. It was an interesting experience. To, right. So you get to yeah. every aspect of the show and how it comes together, and then you get to you know enter into other productions with all of this this information, and you never know what's going to spark. Right. And was, a, a lot of the basics of like what we're learning is on a small scale what pe- they do on Broadway. Like mm-hmm. we're learning <laughs> we're learning techniques, and it's really a foundation in like. Yeah, you did a show, but like that's how they do it <laughs> on a, a much larger scale, yeah. um, which is a lot of fun. And that's a, a nod to the the adults in the group too. Like, not to applaud for Rachel, but let's applaud for Rachel. <laughs> and, um, She's sitting here. <laughs> yep. And like the 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 sheer skill of like a choreographer Jana, the choir director Liz, and just the amount of work and effort and soul that they put into these shows to get us to be the best that we can be. I would not be as happy a person as I am now if not for Jenna's choreography that I just do for myself from time to time. And the the skill that they can build up that, like like Isaac had said, that Broadway level kind of um, ability that they, they spark and set the foundation for in us. And it's absolutely incredible to know that we're able to achieve that kind of thing, even as, as like children in a, a local production. It is. And so we should talk about this show because we haven't even told people the story behind. It's so good. Yeah, this is Newsies, and some may not know it. It's This is the version Disney's Newsies Junior, and it is a 60-minute version of the 2012 Broadway musical based on the 1992 film. So if you know any aspect of it, it'll probably have elements of all of that. So I, I mentioned newspapers in the beginning because newspapers clearly play a big role in in this. And I want, I want to start by asking about your connections to newspapers. What? Tell me, you know, do you have a newspaper delivered to your house? What do you think about newspapers? Do you reach to them for learning about the world? When it, <laughs> somebody tell me a story about when you think of the word newspaper, what do you think of? Well, I know what I think of. Um, we always get this, the one like the salmon colored newspaper. The yeah, the freebie <laughs> one. And like whenever I think of newspaper, I remember it's always being soggy and I try picking it up and then <laughs> it all falls out of the thing and then I have to like touch it. You got to pick it up before it <laughs> yeah, rains. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's like exactly what I think of because 
being a Gen Z, you know, I don't really like read newspapers like that. I usually do online newspapers, but mm-hmm. that's definitely what I think of when I think of a newspaper. Um, we had talked about it a little bit uh, before the show started, actually. My, um, my primary experience with like the physical paper is uh, spread it on the table before finger painting, um, ball it up around some lint <laughs> in a uh, toilet paper tube for a fire starter when we go <laughs> camping, and... Uh, make a paper hat sometimes. <laughs> so it, it's it's not even the news on the paper. Like, we took out the crossword to give to my grandma, and I liked looking at the Star Tribune logo because I thought it was pretty. And I don't really look at it beyond that. Um, and all my, my news intake comes from, from online, from friends and family. And um, I'm not as informed as I would like to be, but it the newspaper has never been a big part of informing it's more the the physical experience of the paper that that makes it important yeah that is probably a huge generational gap but the story you're telling is based on an actual true story from 1899 when i think there was a whole nother way of looking at the newspaper so uh isaac do you want to jump in and 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 tell us a bit about the background of the story of newsies or no oh he can do it. He can do it. <laughs> we can all, I'll, just, I'll jump in if I okay. if I feel he is missing something. We can all chime in because um, right. that will leave something out. But uh, yeah, the the story is about a, a, um, the newspaper boys, the newsies, um, the, and it really as a whole, the working kids of New York, because um, there were a lot of uh, child labor problems. Uh, it is not this world. Three cheers for the Industrial Revolution. <laughs> and, like, huge problem. Kids were mistreated and p- underpaid and, uh, like, trying to make money for their families, uh, trying to make money for themselves because some of them didn't have parents and were living alone. Um, and the the show is really about, um, like, these newsies are, like, working super hard selling newspapers um, they buy newspapers straight from the f- from the newspaper companies, and then they um, sell them for more than they pay, and then they get a cut. Um, so it was a little business they were. Having. Yeah, they were they were little entrepreneurs. Uh, <laughs> but then um, uh, Joseph Pulitzer, who um, uh, owns the the world. Um, <laughs> the New York world, which is best, the entire king of space. He owns the whole world. Um, he uh, decides to raise the price of papers uh, without talking to the newsies and then making them having to buy more to get the same amount that they, they always had. Um, and then um, hilarity ensues. And uh, then the working kids decide to go on strike and... Uh, they protest this and it's really this this big um event that happened where where kids just stopped working and were like we we don't treat us like this like we need uh we need to be treated as equals which is which is really interesting and then um eventually things happen so come to the show so you can figure out what happens (laughs) we won't tell you the ending and not to you can't just google it it doesn't come up on Google. Um, and not to, to use Kyra's character's quote, but uh, Newsies stop the world. A little hyperbole never hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. good. That's good. And tell us about the characters that you play. Jack, go. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm Jack Kelly. Uh, I uh, pl- I play the, the 
the the leader of, of the newsies um and he's also a amateur painter uh and uh he he has a lot of big dreams and uh like wants there's a lot there's a lot to his character but he wants uh he he wants what's best for the newsies because the newsies are his family and he's really kind of like the the father leader figure um which is which has been really fun because it's just i'm i think of the oldest cast member uh and kind of having the that being like like this is like i'm kind of like the group this this group of kids and (laughs) we're all just like a big family and being able to bring that to the stage is really fun because you get to like i give someone a noogie at one point like we're all just like playing and having fun uh it lifts a lot of small children lift and and uh lots of lots of acrobatics with small children um but yeah it's 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 been a lot of fun being able to to play this character and um yeah, uh, something that we haven't talked about yet is the songs uh, are, ah! are are written by um, Alan Minken. Did he? Oh, a th- name drop! Nice job. Yeah, he he also <laughs> helped write the music for Little Shop of Horrors and a lot of the di- like the Disney movies. Um, but yeah, super super talented. Really, um, the the songs are so fun and really fun to perform and and sing and. Uh, I don't. Th- I think we all will remember them for the rest of our lives. <laughs> they will never leave. Nope. And how about the other characters? Do you want to go or should I? Jingo. Okay. <laughs> um, I play uh, Specs, who's one of the ensemble newsies, and he is not the role that I expected. And I have thrown my arms around him since mm. because, uh, like, for, for Jack and for Davy and Catherine and some of the other characters, we get more backstory from them. Like, we know whether they have parents or not, for example. And um, the show being 60 Minutes, there's only so much backstory we can fit in for, like, all of the characters. So we all get these little tidbits. And I have taken mine and sprinted. Um, <laughs> I have written way too much backstory for, for this boy. Uh, anything that can make him easier to play and help me find his, his motivations and things. Because that was one of the first lessons of being seven in Purple Door was what, you know, what do you want? What is, what is Specs after? And I'm still not entirely certain, but he's along for the ride. <laughs> and uh, as his name suggests, his personality trait is that he has glasses. And... Um, uh, I had something I was going to say, and then I, I, yeah. So we we uh, the ensemble newsies have had a grand old time building a web of like connections and uh, some siblinghoods, a lot of friendships, uh, anything that we we can like use to to play off each other and to make that like that rapport and that like familiness more believable. And I think we've done a great job personally. Uh, I know that Spex is best friends with Romeo, and I think Romeo is trying to uh, get siblinghood from from Pigtails and from Jojo, and so the uh, that togetherness can really be felt not just from a a, a friendship perspective, but from a, a character perspective that we're trying to to rope in as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love Spex so much. <laughs> I love it's Catherine. My love. <laughs> <It's> my love. <laughs> Tell us about your role. Uh, so I play Catherine. And I really, really connect um, to Who's Catherine. Whoa. <laughs> um, Catherine is the daughter, spoiler alert, uh, to Joseph Pulitzer. 
Oh. Yeah. Um, Intrigue and Plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> and I really connect to her because there, uh, as the main show is definitely about the child labor and how unfair it was back then, but it, it's also a hint of women's rights back then mm-hmm. as well. And my character is really definitely on it because she's a reporter. Um, and especially back then, there were not a lot of female reporters. Um, it was like 1999. I think that's when 1899. 18. Oops, that's one man. <laughs> You're making a rent, my friend. What? <laughs> I've seen a lot of papes in my time, but I never noticed no girl reporters yeah. writing hard news. Yeah, but 1899. Um, and it's just she definitely all she wants is to definitely help the newsies, but also prove to the world that women can be as strong and amazing and do exactly what men can do as well and i really connect to that because you know so is she writing the story then yeah she's writing um the story for the newsies and she's there for the newsies definitely (laughs) that sounds like a great character yes one that i love it you can you know hear some of those themes that come through in even today's world right they're not necessarily even if it takes place as, as a true story in 1899 We've come 120 years, and there's some still some things happening. So that that's mm-hmm. intriguing. That's a really great piece of of the story. And Willow, I'd love to hear from you about the Techies team, because I understand there are ten uh, ten that are working, yeah. and uh, some of the the ways that you've tried to, you know, your your job to you know bring that to life, to you know light it, sound, you know, make make it come alive on the stage. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, we, uh, the, the techies, uh, actually have costumes that they're going to, their little vests that they're going to wear. So we'll know who's a techie then. Uh, Excellent. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> because there's no blackouts, um, which, so when we move stuff on and off stage, the lights will be on. So we got to be in character and, oh. <laughs> and look like we belong there. Um, and as far as sound and lights go, I don't really know that much yet, um, but that's something that we're going to be learning Today. about. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> when does that happen? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we also just get to put in our little bits in building and creating the appearance of the show. We get to put in our little personalities everywhere, and it's just... A lot of fun. Yeah. It is. You can clearly tell that this is a group that is enthusiastic and that energy comes through and is going to come through in the production. If you're just tuning in, this is Art Zaney, Radio for the Imagination. We're talking with, uh, not talking with Rachel Hyder, but she's here. <laughs> <laughs> and this great, great cast uh, and uh, tech crew from Purple Door Youth Theater's production of Newsies Junior. It opens on Friday, January 6th and runs for two weekends. And we're serious. If you want tickets, you should go. You can go online right now at the NorthfieldArtsGuild.org and click on the, uh, it should be right on the front page, but if you need to, the Education tab, Youth Theater, and then Purple Door Youth Theater bring you right to the spot where you can pick the day. There are already days sold out, so... It's uh, it's it's going to be one of those shows where you need to get the tickets in advance. You can't expect to come to the door to grab your ticket. And uh, you can get those in advance again online. You can come down to the Arts Guild on Division Street and get your tickets. And let's see, what am I missing? Thursday night show. 
Th- oh, yes. And the one we want to talk about is the Thursday night. I didn't write the date. January 12th. January 12th. There are, that's where you would have the most opportunity to get a ticket. So that's the one you might want to key on. Check your calendar now. See if you've got a spot. There is a huge cast. It is, um, I'm, I think I heard, I heard 44 was the number. Woo! <laughs> That's a lot for that stage <laughs> and the age range, as you mentioned. So how have you worked to, you know, become that team? How is it that theater does that, that creates that ability for people from, you know, ages and different schools and different, you know, interests to, to be able to make that happen? We spend a lot of time together. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're, it's it's a force, <laughs> but it doesn't always. The magic doesn't always happen. Right. But it seems in every production I've, I've talked to folks that that there is that genuine. It's a genuine connection. Yeah, because well, we're all uh, experiencing and devouring the show and dissecting it, and no, we're no, 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 no. and we're we're all. Uh, having different experiences with it but we're all like coming together and making the show happen and something happens when everyone is devoted and like working on a like one combined thing where we're all working together and we're all building up levels of trust and teamwork um it 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 really just happens and uh it's really magical and like i i i feel like i have had a connection with almost everyone in the cast uh just like either we're in a scene together or like we're joking backstage or uh like happen to sit next to them on the first day like just little little fun things and this week is tech week so we'll be spending a lot more time together (laughs) getting ready for the show and like we'll all eat like we'll all eat dinner together and like all be in a big big group and we're talking and having fun like it's just it's just a really big family um and like after that first show, we're all just going to be so excited. And at the last show, we're all going to be crying. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> uh, maybe we'll be crying at the first show, too. Um, but, but yeah, it's just it, something magical happens with theater. And um, even, like, Purple Door definitely it, it had, just has this really amazing uh, magical, like, family feeling. But, like, even with, like... Kyra and Julian and I were in Starcatcher this summer. Like connecting with adults too is really mm-hmm. uh, impactful. Um, so yeah, do theater. Uh. <laughs> do it. <laughs> do it now. Yeah, there's so much that you can get involved with, and you can carry into your you know lives wherever it takes you. Of you know being doing presentations or you know just having confidence or know how to research. So helpful. Yeah, <laughs> right. It does. It really makes a difference. And I'm, I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about the the newsies in the story and what kind of a team they made. How how did they work together? This is, looks like Julian's. I have forte. thought extensively <laughs> about this. I'm not surprised. <laughs> Um, I do more work than I have to, and it's a lot of fun. I do it gladly. Um, but one of the, the aspects of this show that has made it especially fascinating to me is that, um, you know, usually when we're in a, a show like this, we're playing uh, either characters of, like, ambiguous age or we're playing, like, adults. And there are adults in this show. There's, like, three of them. <laughs> um, but There's more than three. There's There's, like... Seven. Um, but the kids playing kids is super, super important to me. Um, and it's really, really wonderful to be able to have that, like, 
direct connection to the the way that they speak to each other and handle each other and handle life and decisions and bad things happening because like specs is 17 because i decided he is we um we all kind of collectively play these characters uh as as ourselves because you know a character is is not you of course and that's the point of acting is to to put yourself in a a fictional person's shoes and or non-fictional and be able to to bring that person to life but with these ones in particular because we can decide a lot of things and because they act so similarly to us in so many situations it's a lot um easier and even more fun to to put that connection forward because um you know, being friends with a person in real life, I can look to that newsie. Thank you. I'm getting back pats. Um, <laughs> I can look to that newsie on the stage and we can have that same just instant, uh, you know, the connection to those years of friendship, uh, at least between like Isaac and, and Kyra and I and whatnot. And um, even people that you've just met, uh, like I, I've made a couple new friends with this show already. And um uh, about four, 45 new friends <laughs> a good handful of them because uh, i worked with a lot of these kids before and so that having that connection already uh increases the the like amicability and that that back and forth on stage and then um the the new ones that i'm making too uh like one of one of the nine-year-olds in the show she and i have uh been buddies backstage and she watched me draw muscles for my anatomy class and i love her so much um, so shout out to you if you're listening. Uh, and anonymous nine-year-old, <laughs> anonymous nine-year-old child. Uh, but it's, it's everyone in the show is so talented and so easy to connect with and so much fun to be around. And I think that really, um, heightens the, the experience of being a newsie among other newsies, because we have that background to be able to, to push that through in the characters and then, um, do what we will on top of that in the story. Mm-hmm. That's great. Thank you very much. I'm wondering if someone could talk about the choices the character have, characters have to make in the story. What is, like, what's at the heart of the story? So we know the situation, but what is it that, that happens that makes it uh, you know, unfold and keep, keeps us wanting to know what's next? Kyra, they're pointing. Talk about your talk about Kyra. Talk about Catherine. I love her. <laughs> so, um, like I said, she's like the one that's actually. I I think it's mostly she's going against her father to say because of course the fa- um Joseph Pulitzer is the one that's like making it unfair to the newsies, the one being selfish, the one wanting all the money, and then being the daughter. It's like going against that because she knows it's wrong. And so I definitely think that's a struggle that she has. She doesn't, like, always show up, but I think that's a struggle that she has because, of course, it's her father, you know? But And she's going up against power. Right, yeah, especially being a woman. Institution. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so she just wants to do, like, make a difference. That's all she wants. But she has so many obstacles being a woman having all these men criticizing her, having her father, like not knowing what her father's going to think of her after this, but all she wants is to make the world a better place. And I definitely think that's the main thing that she struggles with with her heart is, do I do the right thing and actually help these newsies? Or do I sit back and not have all these people criticize her? Mm -hmm. And, uh, 
then then there's an, another s- more aspects to the story is uh, Jack kind of starts out wanting to to leave New York. Santa Fe. Um, <laughs> he he has this dream uh, of this dream town that's totally made up and not real uh, <laughs> called Santa Fe, uh, not New Mexico. Um, and not sponsored. He. He really wants like to go to a place where you don't have to work. Like there aren't any like uh, like adults bullying you, and like everyone's fan, like everyone's nice and it's a big family. Um, and then he, he kind of then like expands to thinking like the newsies are his family. Like like this is this is like kind of bringing aspects of Santa Fe. Like thinking about the things that he has in New York, and then. Uh, bad stuff happened, and uh, he like he has to. They have to go on strike, and he has to give up that dream. And then like his uh, his best friend gets taken, and like all this this crazy stuff, and he he has to deal with it. And um, he's also an artist. To add another thing to the pile, so like he's he's getting all of his emotions out with painting, which I personally relate to. Um, and like. He he then has to decide, like, do I stay in New York with my Newsy family or do I go out to this place I just dreamed about in my head that is like... And I'm imagining you're, as a, both of you as seniors, are thinking about ah. the same exact thing. Soft to our metaphorical Santa Fe. <laughs> Where do I go? What do I do? Yep. There's uh, a lot of that because... Um, uh, the um the the boarding house that some of the newsies stay in you get kicked out when you're uh 18 because you're no longer a child and you don't need to like um like according to law have a a place to stay and because it's 1899 and um so the the older newsies in um the i don't know if they talk about it in the stage show or the movie or where i picked this up but um they the older newsies are thinking about that all the time. It's like, what am I going to do when I no longer have this guaranteed mm-hmm. bed to sleep in? If they don't have a, a family to go home to, like, what? How am I going to support myself? What am I doing? And how 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 can I continue on? And um, we have it a little bit easier, I reckon. And uh, <laughs> it, it's still it's terrifying, but um, it's really interesting being in that that perspective of it it being more of a life or death kind of what am i going to do next and then you add two more perspectives with davy and les who are uh brothers that uh whose parents um yeah both a mother and a father (laughs) yeah they 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 have parents they um they have a, a house and a home uh but their their dad got injured and isn't able to work so they have to go out and provide for their family uh, which adds a whole nother layer. Under pressure. Um, and and then instead of just like getting extra papes and 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 selling um, with the 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 increase in price, um, they decide it's better for them to go on strike uh, and not make money for their family uh, because of their new connections with their with the newsies and um, 
the the idea of like of this this goal and this like this family coming together to try to make something happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, there's a lot going on in a 60 minute production. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So it's fast and it sounds spectacular. I'm wondering if you talked about news, like the news that that the newsies were delivering. Has that become a part of the story? And um, like how that would have been so different back then. And would have really, uh, you know, they were they were kind of like the key to to passing on what people wanted other people it's, to know. It's fun how um, in this show they talk about like kind of the strategies that Newsies had to sell mm-hmm. papes. Like some of them like expanded the truth and lied, <laughs> uh, oh. Jack, and uh, <laughs> like used like um, Crutchy, who's Jack's best friend, uh, uses his limp because he had polio when he was little. Uses his limp as a way to sell, to sell papers. Because if you get sympathy, you sell papers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, there's, there's all these tricks to to um, to selling papers. Uh, but like, yeah, the, there's some. We have headlines in the show. Uh, of we yell a whole things. bunch of them out at the beginning. Um, oh, but like, the, there's, don't give them away. There, <laughs> okay. There's, there, before this happened, there was a trolley a trolley strike uh, that happened Ugh. with adults showing like. That if they go on strike, um, that something can happen. So that kind of helps the newsies be like, "Well, they did it. Why can't we?" Um, so, uh, yeah. I mean, what other news is in the show? Um, I'm thinking King of New York, and also the the war beforehand, because people bought the paper uh, pre 1899 to like keep up with the. It was the Spanish American War, right? Yes. And I remembered. <laughs> and so people bought that paper to, to know what was happening with that all the time because it was really, like, significant in their lives. And once the war ended, it was harder to find news that mattered to a lot of people on, like, that wide New York scale. Um, and so that's a struggle in, of the, for the newsies in and of it, itself because if you don't have a good headline, you cannot sell that paper. You cannot support yourself and your family. And so the, the strategies that they employ to like help their cause and you know uh exaggerate the truth if, if i hate the headline i'll make up a headline i'll say anything i have to um and uh you know uh, the there's a point where a character says i'm 10 and he goes if anyone asks you're seven um younger sells more papes exactly so having that um one might call it acting <laughs> uh, <laughs> and just it it I forgot what I was going to say. Someone That's great. I think Willow wanted to jump in. Yeah, it was about the Spanish-American War, <laughs> which um, that's actually the what caused the paper prices to go up in real life um, to 60 cents instead of um, what it used to be, 50 cents per hundred. Um, and uh, after the Spanish-American War, a lot of the newspapers went back to their um, usual price, but um, two of them, um, in particular, the World and the Journal, um, stuck at that sixty cents per so hundred. So the competition right. comes in, and um, the newsies were very upset about that, and they did their whole strike. And I believe that the cost remained at sixty cents per paper or per hundred, um, but the papers bought back any that weren't being sold, and so the newsies would still turn a profit. 
Um, wow, they had a lot to think about. <laughs> I love how the, all these themes are echoes of things in our world and things that, that we should be thinking about. How is the news delivered? How are they slanting the headlines to make us, you know, tune in, click, do 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 all of these things. And <laughs> it, It's old-fashioned clickbait. Yieldy <laughs> <laughs> <Yieldy> clickbait. <laughs> And, and, and Rachel, do, I should offer you the opportunity if you have anything to add before we uh, speech, wrap speech, up. Speech, speech, <laughs> speech. Anything we've missed that you want to share with our, well, our listeners? Well, I just wanted to talk about there are a few other aspects to the story. There's the whole um, House of Refuge, the New York House of Refuge, where uh, one of our characters is taken away to this. And it's basically a very bad orphanage. Um, where there was uh, corporal punishment was just the the norm, and uh, and Teddy Roosevelt is actually a character in our story. He was governor at the time. Um, the year prior to this, eighteen ninety eight, New York just at that at that time uh, put all the boroughs together and became New York City, oh. and so New York was in an incredibly important state in the country at that time. And uh, Governor Roosevelt was very uh, influential, obviously. And he got involved in this refuge uh, after he was informed of, of the horrible things that were happening there. And then that eventually helped with all the child labor laws and such that came when he was president. Um, so that's a fascinating part of our story we haven't even talked about. Mm -hmm. And then there's also a, a whole... Uh, section of vaudeville dancers mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and they're they're also an important part of the story and uh one thing in, that i learned in my dramaturgy was that vaudeville to this day is the most successful entertainment endeavor that has ever happened in this country um, just imagine that yeah, wow. there there were just thousands of theaters across the country and and all Performers of all ages were involved in vaudeville, and uh, it it was an exciting time for the entertainment business. Yeah, Good job, Miss Meta. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is there is a lot to this show, and I want to be sure that people get your tickets to Newsies. This is Newsies Junior, mm -hmm. which is uh, happening at the Northfield Arts Guild Theater. It opens on Friday, January sixth. That show is sold out, I understand, and I mm -hmm. think the Saturday show too. So perhaps a few tickets on Sunday, and then check out Thursday, January 12th for that second weekend. Uh, grab your tickets for that. There's a couple of uh, available spots. You, uh, if if Do you want to mention that people can maybe come? Sure, absolutely. Uh, we usually have some empty seats that, you know, Grandma couldn't make it all the way from Duluth or whatever. So if you are willing to stand around for about a half hour before the show if you're really desperate it's worth it um, <laughs> we're worth it there, there are uh, there, there's a good chance you could get in i would love to mention my cohorts in this um mm -hmm. elizabeth shepley liz shepley is our music director longtime choral conductor uh, across the country but um, probably mostly known here for the northfield youth choirs uh jana hirsch is our choreographer she's 
done uh, we've done a lot <laughs> of shows together she's yes she's she's phenomenal especially <laughs> with the kids um joe Udelhoffen uh joined us as our tech director this like year and uh is <laughs> just doing a bang up job and uh kate stewart is our costumer and uh she's been with us now for about five shows i believe and uh, just has such a great heart and an amazing ability to just look at a piece and transform it into something that is perfect. <laughs> An incredible group. And right. th- those are the, the folks that are helping all these kids have this experience. Yep. And I love how this all echoes back into our community with everybody, you know, taking these skills and talents and, you know, building confidence. And it just, it shows in, in who we are and the types of theater that we can do as, as you know, later in, into adulthood because they have these experiences. So it's been your your dream and you were the, the start of Purple Door Youth Theater. How many years ago would that have been for... Uh, you said you were how old? I was Julian? seven, and I'm 17 now. So it was 2012. Wow! What a <laughs> what a great legacy! <laughs> and there'll be many more, right? There's a lot of kids and who are enthusiastic. <laughs> Absolutely. And this is just so, such a thrill to be able to highlight. And they did. They carried the show, right? You have such great kids <laughs> and adults. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we are children. <laughs> Oh, so thank you, everybody, for being here. I really appreciate you getting up early because I know you've got a big week and I'm um, excited for you. So Purple Do Youth Theater, NorthfieldArtsGuild.org, get your tickets and go and support this great program. And think about yourself, how you might be involved, because I know all theater productions are always looking for help on every aspect of putting together a show. Like you mentioned, the choreography, the, the costumes, the backstage, the painting, the building, the lights, every every the every aspect so we together put these shows on so appreciate everybody thank you it's a big crowd i want to thank rachel isaac kyra julian and willow for being here on arts any radio and folks i hope that you always take time to enjoy your imagination and uh remember to add some art zany to your life in the meantime till next time do that enjoy your imagination You've been listening to Art Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-332-7372. 